Real good. Drill good. Drill good. Real 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 good. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of America's Best Worst Canadian Sports Podcast. That's right, Real Good Show is back at it again for another week. It is episode number 138, an episode that I think promises to uh, get us back to our sports talk roots if people have been missing that recently. It's a big, been a big day in the city, I think. Fuck the people. My, my name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is... Stefan Heck. I am John Cullen. And, uh, Stefan, before we went to air, you, uh, just shouted out of the room to Rob to ask if he had just peed on the cat. Can you please yeah. expand on that further? Well, uh, so, the, okay, so, okay, this, okay, so, look, um, we've got, Rob, Rob and I are roommates, and we've got a cat uh, named Oscar, named Rob, after, uh, sorry, Rob uh, who? Uh, Rob Wisman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I know him from Twitter. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're roommates, and oh, we have a cat. Named- that's cool, man. He's really yeah. like he's really good. Like lots of people know him on Twitter. Yeah, he's he's very very funny. Yeah, yeah. Um, cool. We have a cat named Oscar, named after the the pro wrestler. Yes. Uh, oh, I yeah. thought it was something different. And she is a uh, she's a little hellion. Um, but so I'll be peeing with the door open. Which is normal to do. Um, Absolutely. Does Rob yeah, watch? All your roommates love it when you do that. Yeah. Well, okay. You don't know the layout of the of the apartment. That's There's true. no way anyone's going to see into the bathroom. And the door is like not. It's not like wide open. It's like slightly ajar. But the cat will push her way into the bathroom, and she just loves the toilet. And so she'll just jump into the middle of your piss stream. Okay. And just get pissed on. So that so like a secret service agent diving in front of the president. Exactly, basically. exactly. And then, and then I'll, I'll have to put her in the shower to wash her off, and she hates that so much, and she'll just like shred my arms up. And so, so wait, you said the cat loves the toilet. She loves the toilet. Oh, okay. Here we go. Like your tweets. <laughs> also love the toilet because okay. they're well, shitty. <laughs> well, I was going to say because they're often about the toilet. Well, that too. I thought. I thought. Wait. So I thought the tweets were the toilet. In this. <laughs> no. Well, tweets I mean, go in the toilet. Yeah, your tweets go in the toilet. Poop doesn't love the toilet. Well, how do poop you know? Loves being in, poop loves being in, inside the ass. <laughs> I don't know if that's true at no, all. No, when it's in the toilet, it gets flushed. It goes to hell. Is that hell? Yeah, that's hell for the... the it's like poop. going to work, I think. Is it? I don't think that's true. No, I think I think the lifespan no, of the poop, it, it dies when... That's like a poop funeral. <laughs> <laughs> I think technically, though, is wouldn't the poo be going to work in your body? So yeah, no, that's like, what I'm saying. Yeah, but that's and what so I mean. Then, is like, wouldn't wouldn't it wouldn't it long for like the sweet release of death? Oh, um, I see what you're. Well, no, but that's that. Is, but again, so the the the. Okay, so a toilet is a is a poop's graveyard. I mean, <laughs> I guess. Okay, but but technically, it's not. No, see, I don't know that that's true because technically, the poo is not. It's almost not formed until it's out of you. So I like, mean, I technically, it, that's where the poo comes to live. Well, I'm thinking that like leaving the body is like getting out of bed, and then going down the toilet hole is like going going out the door and leaving. For but work. then, what does it do? It just hangs out in the sewer. Yeah, that's with all its friends. <laughs> it can, I don't know. No, can, I think I think that's I think. Stephen, uh, as you get older, dies. you realize you can never go home. <laughs> 
and poop teaches us that every day. <laughs> That's right. I love. I there's probably a lot of people who turn into this, uh, tuned into this episode for like serious hockey analysis. They're like, oh, the toilet is uh, is the poop cemetery. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it's where the poop lives. You fucking moron. Yeah, exactly. That's the poop's home. <laughs> Uh, it's not. Yeah. It is. It's where the poop goes to die. I think that uh, as a show, we're going to have to collaborate off air to decide what the official poo slash toilet <laughs> metaphor of this show is, <laughs> and then we will report back next week in episode one thirty nine our official poop metaphor. Of course. But we're, I, okay, I, I agree with that. But we're we're calling this episode "Poop Funeral," right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know though because we didn't agree that that's what was happening. Yeah. No, but okay, I think wait. that's a funny term. Although though. I guess that is true because oftentimes you light candles when you take a shit, so it does <laughs> exactly. have the, it does have the air of a funeral. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And you bury it in in like to- the toilet paper is like the coffin, I guess. Right. <laughs> what? Yeah. I mean, I guess so. I'm always it covers up. It covers up the, the poop. Oh, you know what? Actually, so people who uh, who do that prank where they light poo on fire and put it on people's doorsteps are actually just cremating. Yeah, exactly. It. Yeah, I was gonna say yeah. I'm always spraying Febreze after funerals. Also, <laughs> well, yeah, dead bodies smell too. I guess that. Anyway, is true. just make clear, I've never shit on the cat. Of course. <laughs> well, I would hope. Well, yeah, not. You, I would think that your bony body would be covering the toilet enough that it could not it jump it, in the, the bowl. My ass covers. Uh, yeah. Were you it, guys? It's because it's, 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 it's an elongated bowl. If it was a round bowl, I'd fall in. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are you saying at like age twenty-eight you don't know how to use the toilet? <laughs> no, I'm saying the round bowl is wider. I'm saying so. My, I would fall in. Oh, because you got a skinny ass. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, I understand. God. Oh yeah, I, know I guess how, John. I know how a toilet works. Well, okay. uh, that's what I was saying. You used to work at a toilet store, so I exactly. felt like Thank if you. anyone exactly. would know, you would yeah. know. Were you guys there when uh, when George was peeing in the toilet? Did you guys ever see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I thought you did. When you, I don't yeah. think I ever saw it, but I know you mentioned that's, it. Yeah. That's John's old cat, my old cat, who yeah. died of starvation. No, it didn't die. It's still it drowned alive. in the toilet. <laughs> no. As we know, toi- the only thing that dies in the toilet is poo. Yeah, you, oh, so you agree? Okay, so no, we're in agreement. I don't, I don't agree. But so you trained your cat. We to, trained our cat to pee in the toilet. To actually toilet. go to the bathroom yeah. in the toilet. Yeah, it worked for a while. And then and then we had to... Uh, we went out of town, so we gave him... Uh, he, he was being cat-sat by, um, by uh, my ex's parents and... Um, then he forgot. (laughs) Like, like we brought the toilet seat over to their house, but it just like, wasn't the same. Like cats just have to know they're like one toilet and then they can't handle it. Otherwise. I think I would, I would, uh, I would pay probably if there was like a, if if it was like a ticket based thing, I would pay like a hundred dollars to shit in a human sized litter box just to see what it was like. You'd pay $100 for that. For the experience, yeah. Can, couldn't what you just like, go to an elementary school during off hours and oh, use God. like their sandbox? Why did you say elementary school? <laughs> Why didn't you just say sandbox? <laughs> the, that's where sandboxes are. Oh. Oh. <laughs> well, no, they're in playgrounds, too. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, we're in playgrounds, mostly. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. There's children. You could, all I'm <laughs> saying is, uh, what you should have said, Justin, so that it wasn't, uh, we didn't have to have the narrative of Stefan going to an elementary <laughs> school and shitting in their sandbox, is uh, you could buy a sandbox. That's true. It like wouldn't one cost those, that much. Just like big plastic exactly, turtles. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Put your turtle head in the turtle. 
And then you could buy sand is not expensive. We have a yeah, bunch but, okay, of sand. Okay, so see, everyone says like, oh, just shit in the sandbox, you know, whenever I bring this up. And it's like, no, it's not the same thing. Because like the whole idea is like the cat litter is the experience part of it, right? So just, then buy just cat then litter. buy the turtle and fill it with kitty litter. That's so, uh, but again, that's that's so expensive. So you might see, as well, I feel like that would be less than $100. How much is that the much turtle? Cat litter? I'm gonna no. look at the turtle sandbox. <laughs> Google turtle sandbox. Turtle sand- out, what is what? What are what's the volume of the turtle sandbox? I'm looking this up right now too. Okay, the, the turtle. <laughs> the turtle sandbox costs thirty two ninety nine at Bed Bath and Beyond. Okay, that's and a great deal because the one I'm seeing here is it's forty dollars at. Uh, this is uh, thirty two ninety nine, and it holds. Uh, it, it looks like it's uh, well, it's ten point five liters. Uh, no, no. It's, no, it's like 10.5 inches long. That doesn't seem a, like long enough. I guess it is. No, that okay, can't be go. that. 10.5 feet. No. Yes, 10 feet. 10.5 feet? It's 10, 10 feet by 8 feet. No, that, that wouldn't be $32. There's no way. Is that too long? Yeah, 10 feet is too yeah. long. Because the these one measurements is, don't make the, sense this one's, either. This one's 50 bucks, and it's made by Little Tykes, and it's uh, 44 inches by 38 inches by 12 inches. So it's like a foot high. Oh no! Okay, the, I think the one I'm looking at is almost like one of those like gardens, those like Zen gardens that you rake. Like oh, it's okay. not like I would you love don't to shit in a Zen garden too. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, like you don't. <laughs> it looks like you don't sit in this one. It looks okay, like you look just sandbox volume. Okay, yeah, I see the one. The little tykes turtle sandbox. Yeah, that you're right. That one is forty four eighty six at, at Walmart. That's the A. Okay, here we go. I found a sandbox volume calculator to figure out how much sand you need to put in your children's sandbox. Okay. Uh, and of course, I'm going to use this for cat litter, and then I'm going to imagine how much cat litter uh, sh- shitting into it. Yeah. So, okay. Because a big bag of cat litter is like what ten bucks. So if you need like three bags, so yeah, I guess a hundred bucks is about right. It's that's almost that's like what you, I'm thinking, right? It's like, almost uh, like you researched this before. Just found a seven pound bag for fourteen dollars. But that's see, that's that's really bad quality cat litter. Well, probably. what does that matter to you? No, I want I want to use the best stuff. Oh, you know. God. <laughs> I want to use like the. It's got first of all, it has to clump. Yeah, this is, all, it has this to have is clumping. It, it's got. It's got to have like the Febreze kind of cross branding. The, the odor uh, absorbent or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. Absolutely. So. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Okay. I think we got this. See this. The issue is that it's. Oh, here so we go. So you're just gonna shit in a plastic turtle in your backyard. All right, I think I got this. Yes, that's what he said. <laughs> I'll, I'll answer that question for you. Yes. Okay, so the turtle is okay, forty three point two five inches. We're doing this, by the way. This is happening. I no, we are not doing this. No, but you're. Yeah, you're. Okay. I'm what? No, I'm not doing any of this. You're a party to it. I'm not. This okay, well, this sounds well, like the opposite of a party, Justin. <laughs> what is the diameter of this? Okay, uh, turtle sandbox diameter. This is like Stefan's Make a Wish Foundation wish. God damn it! He's like God terminally it. ill. I like the idea too that Stefan does it almost like uh, when Norm Macdonald does the Burt Reynolds impression. Like you almost do it flippantly. Like uh, nah, I've always wanted to shit one of those turtle sandboxes. <laughs> Okay, like, here we go. Here like, we go. What? You don't want to like go <laughs> All right, to so you know, the little tykes website actually has how much sand it will hold. It holds 150, 150 pounds of sand. Oh wow. Okay. How much it, the little the little tykes turtle sandbox will hold. So let me just go So I got a seven pound bag here that was fourteen dollars. Yeah, but that's again, again I'm trying again, to find my cat. Again, this is clumping. This is the good mm-hmm. stuff, Stefan. You wouldn't need to fill it. 
you probably only have to fill about half. So you need 10 that's of those true. bags. So we'll say 75 pounds. Yeah, right? so that's 150 so bucks plus so the cost at, of the sandbox. Hold on, hold on a sec. Hold on a sec. No, no, I got. I'm gonna, I got to just find my cat litter of choice. Though. <sighs> okay. Jesus okay. Christ. Okay. What kind you guys, of you guys can uh, talk amongst yourselves while I'm figuring this <laughs> out. I don't want. I How's, hate, how's your week, John? How's I, recovering from your surgery? I'm hurt been? again. I woke up this morning and I have uh, I have a small uh, sack of fluid by my uh, by oh, the a small uh, sack, huh? By the incision. Ooh. Yeah. So it's not. Do you guys want to see? Does it have to be drained? Uh, they're not sure yet. They said that most likely that my body will be reabs- like will reabsorb it because it's not an infect. It's not infected. Yeah. yeah. It's just like I don't know, Stefan. You want to see it? What a weird. Uh, I would thing. love to see your abscess. All right. <laughs> it's not too bad. It's just like whatever. But if you don't want to see it, then don't. I no, I do want to see it. Okay, so it's like right. It's kind. It's, it's I like, can't really tell. Okay, so you got to just move this down a bit. Okay, so it's like right here. So it's like a little tennis ball. Oh, I sort of see it. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like if I stand like this, you can see yeah. it's like. Damn. It's not too bad though. It's actually gone down a bit. It was bigger this morning. Okay, so I found what I've but, been yeah, using. Yeah, but my recovery is going okay. Thank you for asking. I, I'm doing a lot better. But yeah, this was a weird. I woke up this morning and I was like, what the fuck is that? Because it looks like, yeah, I just got like a little tennis ball. Okay, but I went so to the doctor be, and they said it's fine. This, so this, like a beer I, gut, I've been but using just on uh, one think, side. Yeah, it's bullshit. I've never had a beer gut in my life. So it's been in elite a, shape. Fresh step. Uh, uh, clumping litter is the one that uses Febreze. Okay. Uh, it's, actually, it's actually a good deal. So it's. 25 pounds for and it's on sale right now it's 12 dollars um so we're saying what 75 pounds? oh yeah so you only need two three of those and yeah you're done, and you're good yeah so that's that's 36 dollars plus the 40 dollars for so 76 dollars us um, <laughs> plus the is, turtle is how much sandbox. it would cost for me to um shit in a in a turtle sandbox filled with cat which isn't that much cheaper than you thought it would be well, it's it's twenty four dollars cheaper. I think when you when you when you factor in um, like the Ticketmaster fees and stuff, I think it, w- it would work out to about the same. Because um, I'm ticket for that. Remember that kind of the big part of it. So, um, is that that's what that's all we're talking about this episode, right? Yeah, of course. That's the big uh, news of the day. Of course, is whether Stephen yeah. can shit in a sandbox or not. Um, no, well, I think uh, we settled that. Uh, great episode, guys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Thanks. Uh, thank you for tuning in. <laughs> no, uh, Daniel and Henrik Sedin announced this morning that they uh, will not be back next year. Not in Vancouver. Not anywhere. They are hanging it up and calling it a career. After, uh, I guess they were drafted 19 years ago, but they didn't make the jump over until... 2000. Yeah, so an 18-year or 19-year career here. 18 yeah yeah Yeah. essentially Uh, my entire hockey watching career and yeah pretty well yeah good riddance to him i say (laughs) i'm just kidding i like it's gonna be so so weird watching the canucks without that like it's it's just gonna be really weird because i i started really really watching hockey in their first year Mm -hmm. um and I, I watched kind of like piecemeal before that with like friends who were really into hockey when i was like you know 10 or whatever um, but only really got into it their first year and it's, I don't know, it's, it's going to be so strange and I'm genuinely terrified, uh, as to what they're going to do with all that cap space. Um, they could do something really good with it. You know, they could weaponize the cap space. They could, they could use it to start a proper rebuild. Um, or they could sign 
James Van Riesdyk and James Neal to uh, six or seven year deals. Um, I think we know which is more likely. Tyler so. Bozak. Yeah. I don't know if it's just that I was like a kid, and so it like your idea of sport is different versus being like a cynical adult watching stuff now. But like, remember growing up watching those West Coast Express teams and thinking that like that group sort of felt like a a, a family in a way, you know, like a hockey like family. I don't know if that makes sense at all. I know what you mean, though. Yeah, and whereas like this team outside of the Sedins just feels like a random disparate collection of players. It's just a bunch of guys. So it uh, was easy to be invested emotionally in a group that felt like they were all together in something. And I don't get that vibe from the Canucks anymore outside of really Henrik and Daniel and losing them next year, I think is a big blow to emotional investment in general. Well, I feel like that only happens if the team is good. Like if, oh, like if your team is good, then you're like, oh, they're a team. They've really come together, these boys. Uh, hell yeah! And if they suck, you're like, ah, they don't care about each other. They're not. They're not fighting for that's the boys. Pr- that's probably true. And I think that's that, like, definitely true. I think also it, they could be bad and still entertaining. At least for sure, have some personality for um, sure. And and it's like the team has had dips and spells where they have not been good during the Sedin's tenure. But they've always, in my mind, mentally been a part of that group. So they're like the through line through everything. Sure, yeah. For like the last 20 years, basically. Uh, And I don't know. Like, I kind of felt like at the beginning of the year when they put out that open letter in the Players' Tribune that they probably weren't going to come back. Because that felt like a saying it without saying it. This is the last year. Buckle up for the goodbye tour, basically. I sort of wish they had explicitly said it so I could have fucking come back. To watch them play one final game, but uh, I guess I can't be too mad at them. Yeah, about that. Well, I mean, yeah, you can. That's just classic, though. Like them not wanting to no, make I this know. season yeah. about themselves. I mean, my dad though, was gonna right? go. My, my dad was gonna go up to Hornby Island and has like canceled the trip or at least delayed it so he can go to the last game. Yeah, he's, he's trying to take me to one of them, and I very much appreciate that. I can't go yeah. to the one to the last one on Thursday because. Everyone who would cover my shift is already going to the game. Maybe That's I'll uh, maybe I'll go to the last one in a Leafs jersey. <laughs> <God damn> it. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, we, hey, the playoffs start next week. <laughs> it's gonna be good. You guys check it out. Um, the other thing I'm the other thing I'm really bummed about is not getting to see them play with uh, Pedersen. But- yeah. Yeah, that was the only thing that I like. I definitely I agree with Justin uh, that I felt like. The, when I read that Players' Tribune thing as well, that this was going to be their last year. But then I thought, once Pedersen started getting really good and, and they hadn't really said anything and it was the calendar was going on and on and on, I did start to think like, okay, you know what? Maybe they are... Like maybe they are going to stay one more year just for Pedersen. And also and maybe like, Dolan if he's coming. And This was the year where like the wheels did not fall off. They're still... A, like combined for a hundred points this season, they still showed that they've got something left in the tank, and maybe there is something to wanting to leave before the you fully bottomed out and yeah. shown that you can't go anymore. Because may like there have been signs definitely this year where like they just don't have the speed to back They're check properly. Really, really bad defensively now. Yeah, as much as it means me to say it, and like they were getting a lot of ozone starts, so you kind of wonder like. 
how would that work with like all the rookies next year? Um, but does it really matter if they get completely obliterated defensively next year? Like next year is probably a write off as well. So yeah, I, I think that they seem to be like pretty conscious dudes, and they they probably felt like. Because the thing is, it's not just like I. I feel like it's more excusable if it's one player. Yeah. You know, if it's like one player is like, ah, you know what? I'm coming back for one more year, uh, and it's going to be good. But they probably thought to themselves like, shit. Like if we run out of gas next year, we're tanking like a whole line for the team, and you can't scratch them. Yeah. There's, there's two of them, right? <laughs> so that's one whole line of your team. There's you can't scratch both of them. Like that's never going to happen. They would cost the team probably five million a piece. Like it's just what, yeah. I feel like they were at least conscious of that. Like, oh, if we both come back and we slow down even more, then that's not very good. Yeah, and they get to get out while they're still. I wouldn't necessarily say on top, but they're both fifty-point players <laughs> right now, and that's that's like still pretty fucking. Yeah, and they good. both they got their they both got their thousandth point. Yeah, all that um, played it, their thousandth game. It is just disappointing, though, because like you said, like Pedersen coming over and, you know, Jonathan Dolan and who knows if the team drafts Rasmus Dahlin or not. <laughs> Probably not, obviously. But like, you know, there is something to be said about uh, just having a Swedish role model for a Swedish player coming to the organization. Because like like when uh, Alex Edler broke the rookie scoring record or the defensive scoring record, rather, uh, last month. Like, all he could talk about the entire time. And it was really, like, the only time I've ever heard Alex Edler show any sort of emotion in an interview whatsoever was just talking about Matthias Oland and how much he meant to him coming over when he entered the league, like, having somebody there like that to teach him, like, how to be a pro player. And, uh, and like, you heard it last summer, like, Thomas Gradeen... I don't, I don't know if this is just like rumors or whispers or whatever, but him being super disappointed that they couldn't get Pedersen over and Don yeah. over this year so that they could have like one year of the Sedins to kind of light the way, basically. Um, and it is sad, I guess, like that that isn't going to happen. But also, yeah, like you said, this is, this is like you, you've just handed a newly extended Jim Benning uh, like all kinds of cap space. And there's honestly nothing more terrifying as a Canucks fan than that. It's I'm I'm so I'm genuinely so scared. I mean, I think we mentioned you mentioned Edler, and I think this does open the door for an Edler trade because, like, you know, the Sedins are gone now, so I could see him waving. And he he's had a really really good year actually on on a train wreck of a team. He's been genuinely this is like a renaissance year for Edler. Like he's been great. Yeah. Um. So I could see I could see him getting traded now. I think Tanev's gone for sure. Um, I I don't know. Like to me, obviously the ideal off season for the like the Canucks could be a playoff team again next year if they win the lottery and get Dalene. Uh, Tavares signs with them and they trade for Eric Carlson. Um, <laughs> and like there's like a one percent chance of that happening, but there's still a chance of it happening. Yeah, like, yeah. I think they will go after Carlson hard. They went after Subban a couple of years ago. True. So, I, I think they will absolutely go after uh, Eric Carlson. Because he did you see that he grabbed the puck tonight? I did, yeah. I fished the puck out of his own net at the end of the game yeah. and, and quietly tucked it into his pants. Yeah. Because he's, he's <laughs> he done. He's gone. He's done. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, I, I wouldn't be opposed to them trading for Carlson. The only thing, like, but again, only if they win the lottery this year, then I won't feel as bad if they like, because they'd have to trade the 2019 first rounder. And I mean, Ottawa would ask for the 2019, 2019 first and Pedersen. Mm-hmm. Like a hundred percent, yeah, or Besser, and it, even like the fans who were like, "Well, I could, I would accept the Twins coming back next year, provided it would be in a reduced role." Like, there's no role that they could take that would be more reduced than what they were already doing this season. They're playing third line even strength minutes that were like bumped up by power play time, and like you know they're already playing. Basically, the Brandon Sutter line is your line two behind Horvat. That's just the, that's just what it is in terms of who's been getting no, ice time this year. So I to know. say like, oh, it would be nice if the Twins came back in a more reduced role. Like that 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 was it this year. Like there's not there's no more yeah. reduced role this year than like straight up making them fourth liners. It was and really I wouldn't want to see that, and they probably wouldn't want to live that either. There was a Canucks uh, Reddit post. Obviously, it was on uh, the Canucks subreddit um, talking about the draft and like. Oh, would you would you pick like a a center? I think Kotkaniemi maybe, or I think Wallstrom sometimes plays center. In any case, this guy was like, "Well, no, we're we're set at center. You know, we've got Horvat, Sutter, Gaudet, and then like <laughs> Dowd." Yeah, you're like, set. Oh my fucking lord! <laughs> yeah. I I wish like these people have been like to go off like on these people. I mean, it's a day where all for the most part all Canucks fans have been on the same page. Um, but I do want to say that these people have been like lobotomized and. Uh, I had people say to me, like, well, why are you even following this team if you hate the management? Like, don't, don't you should just stop complaining and just just enjoy it. And it's like, I I like the team and I want them to be managed well. That's why I complain about them. Yeah. And it's something that, like, I think it's this mindset. Uh, it's people who treat treat it as just, like, entertainment. I mean, it, it is, obviously, in the grand scheme of things. But when you're, like, this invested in it, it's not. It's more than that. Well, I also think that, like, that's such a stupid argument because like if, if this is like, you're saying like, Oh, it's just entertainment. Like who cares? Well, I don't want to pay and watch bad entertainment. Like if someone, like if you went up to that same person and you're like, Hey man, like uh, I'm going to tell you this year, you're going to spend $500 on movies, but you can't go to a single movie rated over 40% on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, <laughs> like there's a reason why I went and saw Annihilation and not Tomb Raider. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it's you not... Just describe, you just described Jesse, by the way, John. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, that's fair enough. But uh, I'm just saying, like, I just don't understand that of like, if you're invested in this thing, this entertainment thing... Like, of course you want the entertainment to be the best possible entertainment it could be. Like, it doesn't make any sense. It's the same thing even if you, like, what's the first thing you do after you go to a movie? You turn to the person you went with and you go, so, what'd you think? Yeah. Did you think that yeah. was good or bad? Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. And you don't want to be every time, like, oh, fuck, it was bad. Oh, it was full oh, bad again. Oh, <laughs> boy, it was bad again. <laughs> oh, man. Eventually, you'd stop going to movies. Yeah, exactly. Altogether. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, that's that's super true. Fuck. I mean, I think that you actually see this attitude from a lot of Canucks fans. I don't know if it's because they're just younger or they're just dumb. And I think that is part of it not to be too too rude but they're genuinely just like you have to support every move the team makes because they're the gm and you're not if you knew what you were doing you would be an nhl gm and you see that sort of appeal to authority all the time which is impossible to believe in a in a league where peter shirelli is an nhl general manager and and, and and has been for years yeah and also if that was the case then why are these same people so uh vehemently 
anti Gillis. Uh, he was an NHL GM. I think he knows what he's doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. That that's my other favorite argument. Well, if you're if you're so smart, why wouldn't you be an NHL GM? Uh, what? <laughs> well, like, that I didn't make... play in the NHL, which is kind of the prerequisite. Yeah, you exactly. You're yeah, you're already uh, behind ninety percent of the people. Um, anyway, uh, would you guys like to field some questions? Sure. Yes. Yeah. We got a lot of questions about the Sedins today, so I will return to my role. I just, I just want to say one more thing. Oh, here we go. Which is, which <laughs> no, is that like one of the reasons that I kind of wanted them to come back next year, other than like my heart is just not ready to let go of them, is that like <clears throat> this is a bad team that has been very bad over the last three years and is going to continue to be bad probably next year and the year after as well. Like, yeah. there are pieces here for an upswing, but it's not going to start next year. Unless they get Darlene. It's, the it's the only way. And even then, I don't know that Darlene... They don't have a 1C. You need a 1C to be good. And, like, we... Yeah, if, they get, if they get Darlene, then Tavares still has they, to sign. Yeah, exactly. The then they might get Tavares. If they get Darlene and Tavares, then they... They'll, be, they'll then, actually be good next Then year. they're a playoff team. I don't remember yeah. if I've talked about this on this show before or not, or if this is something that I brought up on 650, but... Uh, we did like a radio special from Dice and Ice, like the uh, charity casino night thing, uh, oh. a couple months ago. That or sounds like, like uh, the uh, new uh, Dyson model of uh, snowblower. <laughs> uh, like the, a, the Dice and Ice. Like a month and a half ago, we did this radio special where we just talked to a lot of the guys about you know taking a night away from the rink to do this fun thing, and Bo and Brock did it together. Like, they did their interview joint, uh, and they basically just bagged on each other the whole time and had a bunch of fun making fun of each other for, like, how bad they are at cards and, like, how bad they are at when they play, like, Mario Kart on DS against each other and blah, blah, blah. And, and like, Fortnite, presumably. Yeah, and they seem like they are kids who are still having a great time with the team and doing, like, all these things in a year where like everything's kind of gone wrong and like there's a lot of reasons to probably not feel super great about things. And I feel like a big part of that is because like when shit really goes bad, like when they when the team has their like worst of the worst efforts, when they are just impossibly bad and the knives are out and the media is coming with hard questions after the game, that is when Henrik and Daniel always step up and be the guys in post game to answer those questions and basically take a bullet for the entire team, be accountable for everyone else's mistakes and take those questions and take those answers and take that accountability on behalf of everyone else. And I know there are people who will say that like, it's just the media. It's just questions. How hard could it possibly be? But I feel like that is when being a young player on a losing team, like actually starts to sap your soul when like losing takes away this being a fun thing that you get to do is like being asked like 1600 times over the course of a season. Why is your power play bad? And like Henrik has had to answer that question probably like legit 3000 times over the last three years. And there's something about legitimately 1000 times per <laughs> year. <laughs> but there's like something valuable about having someone who can take that bullet on behalf of young players and I don't know that I'm necessarily ready for those young guys to have to 
like take that responsibility. Well, well they won't. If you listen to Jim Banning today, who said he's looking to Louis Erickson and Brandon Sutter to fill the leadership. Exactly. Oh Brandon Sutter is going to be the captain. So I, can take Brandon the Sutter will probably be the captain. It's going to be so funny. I can't wait. Uh, okay. So this is a question uh, from Jason Wickman. Now that the Sedins are retired, who will people blame next for the Canucks refusing to rebuild? <laughs> Mike Gillis. <laughs> They'll, they'll just keep going back in history? Uh, 100%. You, you'd, you'd think by now they realize, oh, it's been like four years. This is Jim Benning's team. Well, and next year, the Sedins will be gone. But I saw someone on Twitter say this today, oh, no, no. They're just going to blame it on the post Sedin blues. Oh, that's the first okay, year right. without the Sedins. So they'll right. still kind of blame the Sedins. Yeah, that's actually a good point. It's like Sedin hangover. Yeah, that's 100% what's going to be. Well, it's the first year without the Sedins. Like, what do you expect? Well, you were fucking blaming them. Like, uh, I don't know. I need another beer. One sec. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to go uh, Louis Erickson. It's not fair to Louis Erickson with four years left on his deal to try and like knock this thing down and rebuild it. Are you uh, kidding? How could that be fair to him? Right. Yes, that's true. <laughs> next question. Uh, Jordan Henry. Uh, speaking of next year's captain, what kind of bet do you have to lose before you buy next year's captain's jersey? Which is Brandon Sutter? I mean, mate. Well, they haven't said. He just said, like, it, it seems like Sutter, maybe Good Branson. I think Horvat will be the captain. You think I so? don't know that they're going to go there immediately, but I would, I would assume that they will probably, I don't know, go a year without, or maybe go six months without, go a little while without, and then eventually just be like, it's it's Bo's team. Was this who the next captain is? No, it was. Uh, what kind of bet would you have to lose to buy next year's captain's jersey? Oh, yeah. Well, I, w- I would hate to have a Brandon Sutter or Erica Branson jersey because that is what's going to happen. It's <laughs> going to be one of them. It'll be kind of like a stopgap captaincy uh, maybe for like, you know, only uh, four or five years. Um, and then uh, – no, I'm, I'm kidding. I, th- I think it will be Horvat, but uh, – and I do sort of agree with Justin that like that's the likeliest thing. But I also would not be surprised – uh, to see them go Brandon Sutter because he's like, oh, he's the veteran voice in the room. And they fucking, they're always pumping him up as like the big leader. They are. So, they put him in so many promotional positions in ways that make no sense to me considering yeah. he's like completely uh, so unlikable. I, that, my, my bet is it will be Sutter as, and it's just going to be, it's going to be glorious. It's going to be is so it, fun. Is I, it like, is it just me or is like, like I feel like the fan base like doesn't even acknowledge Sutter as like a player. Like no, okay. Like, am so, I missing no, that? To or me, like... to me, that's Erickson. Like we've yeah. just given up on Louis Erickson because we all know that he's a problem, and we're just stuck with him for fucking right. four no, years. No, I don't mean that. I just mean like I, I feel like yeah, you're saying like I see Sutter in like ads for the team and everything like that. But to me, he's like the one guy where I'm like, oh right, he's on the Canucks still. That makes like, sense. Like to me, like Erickson, I always know is there. Like I feel like Sutter's like the guy that if you just ask like a casual Canucks fan, like name five Canucks, they would like never name Brandon Sutter. <laughs> no, casual Canucks fans love Brandon Sutter because they think he's like this gritty defensive. Because he has the last like, name, forward. right? Because they all talk about it. Because they because yeah, everyone and talks so, about how good he is. I, I, I tweeted this, but if you see someone wearing a Brandon Sutter jersey, you can safely write off anything they say about him. <laughs> yeah, no, that's probably fair. That's probably and fair. I can, mean, don't, and, don't get and, me wrong. The Leafs have had those guys over the years, too, where yeah. you're like, how Like, how would anyone be like, oh, that's my, that's my guy. Brandon Sutter to me is just like, he's so boring. Yeah. Like he's, 
Yeah, like he has country oh, music for his goal song. Oh my god, I'm sure he's a I'm sure he's a nice enough guy, but my god, I mean, I th- he's inoffensive is the wrong word because he is offensive. I mean, the contract is offensive. Like you the give things, the first the, the retroactive no trade clause in NHL history to Brandon Sutter. Yeah, yeah, it's bad. Really? And just like we talked about this on the most recent mailbag, the things that he has said publicly, like he basically yeah. attacked the fans. Over wanting the team to tank last week. Yeah. He attacked Goldobin and said he needs to find his balls last year. Like, Yeah. And I mean, not not Sutter's fault, but Jim Benning comparing him to... He literally was like, I'm not comparing him to Patrice Bergeron, but... He's a Bergeron he type player. Bergeron. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I believe it's 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 our friend Petbugs uh, who has has the tweet where he, he quotes, he, he takes a screen grab of that quote about Sutter as Bergeron and is like, it's even money... The Canucks will not see a single playoff game during Sutter's contract, and I would take that bet. I I certainly would also. He has four years left, I think, on his deal, which is... I He's mean, being paid like $500,000 per goal. Sutter, oh, well, Sutter? Justin, the, re- the, reason he's not, Sutter. the reason Sutter. he's not scoring is because he's getting well, the really I, tough defensive matchups. I mean, technically both of them, probably. Right, right. But maybe Erickson's even wonkier because he scores less and has a higher contract. Okay, last question. And then we'll move on to our clip of the week. And I'm going to say, uh, so the question is from Aaron Mackay. What was the biggest fallacy that would piss you off when people talked about the Sedins? And I think a lot of people talk about their toughness. So maybe choose something other than that. Because I think that like anyone that actually watched the Canucks knew that the toughness angle wasn't. uh... Oh, to me, it was that like they didn't care. And that they weren't like outspoken leaders. Like everything, like you don't have to be outspoken to be a leader, first of all. Obviously, none of us are in the locker room, but everything you hear about these guys is like, like it's just respect towards them from other players. Obviously, not like you know troglodytes like Sean Thornton, but um, I, I think just the idea that they don't care. Um, and I, I mentioned this earlier, and it goes along with the toughness thing too. But it also goes along with caring. Uh, in the lockout in two thousand four, uh, Henrik got slashed on the tip of his pinky. And they were like, okay, well, we're going to have to set this and it's going to be like a three to four week thing. And this is in the lockout year. This is playing for Modo during the lockout. This isn't playing in the NHL. This is playing for, I mean, his hometown, close to his hometown team, granted. Mm -hmm. Uh, So instead, so they were like, okay, well, three to four weeks uh, for it to set and and heal. Or we can amputate the tip of your pinky and you can play tomorrow. And he was like, oh, okay, well, yeah, just, just chop off the tip of my finger and I'll do that. And no one – that's a story that gets forgotten. I posted that today and people were like, holy shit, I never knew about this. Yeah, like that's a that's a story where in the 2007 playoffs against Dallas, Ryan Kessler asked for that to happen. And they, I remember that. And they, yeah. and they didn't let him do it. They held him out. But just yeah. him asking for it was like this like legendary story yeah. that got held up forever. Henrik actually did it, and most people don't even know that that happened. Yeah. They also used to work out. This one always was insane to me. They had this workout routine where they would put, like, 50-pound weights on their backs and rollerblade uphill. Like, wow. that's so ridiculous. These guys were, like, these guys were really tough. Uh, like, the, the punishment and, and shit they had to put up with was insane, and they rarely got injured either. Yeah. So... Yeah, honestly, you look over Henrik Sedin's career, and almost every season, other than lockout shortened ones, he played the full 82. Now, sometimes he was playing through injuries and doing that, which was not always the most advisable necessarily, but yeah, like, 
they were just never injured, basically. Other than Daniel had, like, a couple seasons. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like you said, Stefan, like, the respect thing. There was that story a couple weeks ago where, uh, like, Patrick Sharp has been desperately asking for a Sedin signed stick for, like, four years. And they finally gave it to him after the game that they played uh, a couple weeks ago, just in case. But, like, the fact that there are teams, there are guys on the other team who, like, desperately want Sedin signed sticks from you, like, I think says a lot about the kind of player that you are, especially a guy like Sharp, who would have faced them in the playoffs, like, three years in a row in Chicago. Um, But as far as, like, the biggest fallacy that gets my goat, and we're disregarding the lack of toughness critique, I would say that that their the idea that their cycle game and like the kind of style of play that they uh I I I mean there's never I don't think there really are any players who've ever played the game like those two guys ever. So I was gonna say like the kind of style that they popularized, but it's not like there's anyone else who plays that way. It was boring, you know? I think people compare it to like the fucking mechanical way that like I don't know, like Team Germany plays soccer, let's say. Uh, but like, if you actually watch the Sedins night in and night out, yes, they're not players who are going to score off the rush necessarily all the time, though they still did that on occasion. Uh, but there's no way that that cycle game is boring. Like some of the most insane puck possession shifts that you will ever see where the team just has the puck on a string in the offensive zone for like upwards of two minutes and does these fanciful beautiful things with it and result in these like incredible passing plays that lead to a goal. Like that's the Sedin style of play. Yeah. People who say they're boring have never watched them play. <laughs> that's, that's basically, or it. just like, don't like the things about hockey that you should like. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like there's more to hockey than just scoring a, a nice shot off the rush. You know, the Sedins made Brad Lukowicz score a beautiful goal. That they should be in the Hall of Fame just based on that. <laughs> yeah. Like Byron Bits had like a string of games where he scored like ridiculous goals. Wade Brookbank scored a goal with them. He had a multi goal game with them. Wade, Wade Brookbank is Wade Brookbank is literally a caveman. He scored two goals in one game playing with the twins. He found out what a hockey stick was an hour before the game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, well, with that, let's move into our uh, our clips of the week. This yeah. week we have two because they're both short and great. We had a couple that came up right after the last episode uh, that we did came out with Tom Power, of course. And uh, I, we couldn't pick between the two because they're both so excellent. Uh, where do you want to start, John? Uh, we can start with a quick one. This is from uh, the Boston Red Sox. They were playing one of their last uh, spring training games. Of course, MLB has now started and uh, Mookie Betts was uh, the the Red Sox um, outfielder was mic'd up, and he was uh, he was chatting to the announcers about something, and then a ball was hit in his direction, and uh, and his reaction is uh, is great. It wasn't a walk off. You didn't just drop the mic and walk off, knowing that this is a strike and I'm done. I wanted to, but um, <laughs> because yeah, I mean it's etiquette, you know, right. bowling etiquette. You can't. Yeah. There you go. I, I ain't getting this voice. <laughs> <laughs> That's so amazing. Yeah. Oh 
so good just to like have that kind of sense of humor. I mean, obviously it's a spring training game, but just great. Like, and the ball was like so far away from and, him. And he too. did pick it up and threw it a second. Like yeah. he did make the play. Well, he just meant that he wasn't going to get of to course, it like of in course. the air. But yeah, so funny. Just to make a joke in the middle of yeah, that. So great. And this uh, second one comes to us from the National Lac- Lacrosse League, one of the uh, well-known places for great sports clips. A Vancouver uh, uh, stealth yeah. game, no Vancouver less. Vancouver stealth were playing the Colorado Mammoth. And uh, I guess uh, two guys uh, were were put in the box, uh, presumably for uh, for exchanging some pleasantries. And uh, the referee had uh, had an interesting penalty had, call. Had probably just finished watching Slapshot. Yeah, exactly. These two are clearly having issues with each other. Could not restrain them to themselves. So we're going to give them two minutes to think about what they've done. Oh, Fred, going off script. <laughs> Write that down. <laughs> that is like part psychologist, part like uh, uh, you know playground monitor during yeah, recess. So good. I, I also my favorite, like my underrated favorite part of it too, is when uh, is like they're showing the mammoth guy. And he, like, is trying to get water out of one of the water bottles, and it's not working. And he, like, throws it on the ground. And so it looks like he's mad at the ref for saying that. But he's not. He's just mad that he can't get water out of the water bottle. But going back to, like, your playground thing, it kind of looks like he's like, no, I don't need to think about what I've done. And he, like, throws the water bottle on the ground. It's just perfect timing. So, yeah, I, I love that. We've talked about that with Wes McCauley and stuff, too. Like, I don't know why more officials don't do more of that stuff. It's just fantastic. Just go off script and... uh Kind of introduce. I, I feel like some NFL refs do it every so often. Yeah. Well, there was all. I mean, Mike Carey always used to have the like very exaggerated like offside <laughs> number sixty-seven <laughs> defense five-yard penalty. Repeat second down. Like, Who was the really uh, Ed, Ed Hachuli? Yeah, the Ed Hockley. Yeah. Yeah, Hockley. Yeah. Ho- is it Hachuli or Hockley? I think it's Hockley. All right. And yeah, I've had a rough week mispronouncing words. So. <laughs> okay. How? Fuck. First of all, okay. I think this is a Western Canada thing, and I looked it up, and it is. D-E-C-A-L. How do you pronounce that? Deckel. Deckel. Thank fucking yeah, no, no, it's, fucking thank you. It's not you. It's Americans. Yeah, they Stephen. say decal, they say right? Decal. I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, no. So I, which is I got like, roasted on the stream for saying that because we got the Jesse Fathead, which you guys saw. And I said, yeah, oh, you have a Jesse Deckel. And but, people were like, what did you just fucking say? And I was like, what's well, a normal – that's how you say it. No, decal is crazy. It's insane to I say know, that's decal. The oh, thank God. Thank you guys so Because decal sounds like – well, I'm from Ontario, and in Ontario, they also say decal. So I feel like it's more of like an Eastern slash American thing. But to me, like when you pronounce it like that, it's like you're saying that you're going to take – like you're going to take the calories out of something. Like, or, oh, this is like a low-fat. It's a decal product. Like – it's like it's like the difference between like resign and resign. It's like the same kind of thing. No, of it's like, like it's like pronouncing metal like metal. Yeah, tr- well, or like what are the pieces of a flower's blossom? Petals. I mean, okay. <laughs> so are you the fucked in the head? That- no, you don't say any other word like that. Yeah, it's no, no. True. So the argument that almost swayed me was uh, f e c a l fecal matter. You do say fecal, not fecal matter. But you don't say fecal. No, 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 no. So so it should be decal. Well, yeah, I mean, so, okay. I just, <laughs> so I we just, just compromise so, between the two and call it a decal? I, I cannot tell you how happy I am to hear you pronounce it like decal. 
Yeah, um, Deckel to me sounds correct. But I, I said it and I was like, I, I had no idea what the problem was. Like, that's just how you say it. At the same I, time, you do say monk. So, no, I, mean, I, I know. And really that's t- what I was worried about because I've, I've mispronounced <laughs> so many things. Apparently, I say Mad Magazine wrong. I put the emphasis on Mad instead of Magazine. No, I don't know. I think Rob may have just been. Uh, Who puts the emphasis on the, Magazine? Bigger. Mad Magazine. No, I know. Right? No, that's it's, weird. It's another Green Day thing. No, that's... Green Day. But you're right, though. Mad Magazine. No, I know. I, <laughs> no but, one but puts the was, emphasis on Magazine. It magazine's was one of those never been the important part of any magazine's title. Deckel, Deckel fucked with me so bad because I people were like, oh my god, they'd never heard it before. And, and I was like, have I been saying this wrong my whole life? Like... It, no. was, it was a very weird moment, but but thank you guys for confirming. No problem. Do you get roasted as well for uh, pasta? Uh, see, the thing with that is I'll kind of say it differently from time. Like, I'll say bagel versus bagel. I'll just switch them up. Like, uh, I don't have one that I stick with. Because right. Americans all say pasta. Which some is also do. Really they don't, I would say all, but some of them. I That's definitely, another East Coast, West Coast. Like, it, it, yeah. There's all these regional things. It's so fucking... Because I, I say... Mean, soda, pop, Coke, all that shit, too. Because so. I say drama... And people give me give me they say it's drama, mm-hmm. so I get I get roasted for that. But that I feel I like go either way on that though drama drama. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, but that, that's what I'm saying, Justin. Is there's a lot of words like that where I'll switch up the pronunciation. It's kind of just like whatever whatever like, you're feeling. Yeah, yeah. I also I, got, I also got a ton of shit for the way I say about when I lived down in the states. Well, of course, but like I've, but like, I've gotten that a few times. But like, here's the thing: like I know that n- I'm not necessarily matching exactly how an American says that word, but I'm not saying a boot. No, it's because it's because they say it's because they they say it like ow, like we say like ow, and they say ow. That's why. Yeah, but then so, they, so, yeah, to them it sounds like a boot. But then when they say yeah, but the, their impression is nothing like what I'm saying though. Yeah, but like, <laughs> I, but I'm saying in comparison, no one is to, saying oot and a boot. No, but it's well, some people are, but that's besides the point. And a lot of them also live in Minnesota. Ontarians are saying oat and a boat. Sometimes a lot of Ontarians but do say like, it like that. Like Kate Burness will say it like that on wow. TSN highlights. But like I'm we're saying, going to a shootout. Yeah, but it's like it's it's because they it's it's the emphasis thing again. Like we put the emphasis on the like ah, uh, we're like about mm-hmm. where they're like about. But I'm at least so if, it's like a different mouth shape. If I acknowledge that impression, I at least do it accurately because she will like people like that say shootout and a boat. We're going to a shootout. Let's say oot. And a boot. No one says a yeah. boot. No, no, no one says a boot. Americans, get your fucking Canadian impressions in order, all right? I when we do the, uh, when, when you guys come on Go Off Kings for the draft lottery stream, we can set them straight. The only <laughs> time I say a boot is when uh, I'm trying to fish. <laughs> and, I, and I don't catch what I'm looking for. <laughs> you know what I mean, guys? I'm like, oh, a boot? Did you get a tuna, John? What is it? <laughs> it's a boot! <laughs> oh, fuck. It's time to quit the show. <laughs> <laughs> That's officially the worst bit we've ever done. Uh, okay, well, let's get to our top three questions. <laughs> yeah. Hey, yo, it's the top three questions of the week on Real Good Show. You know what the fuck it is, bitch? We murder in CFL podcasts up in this motherfucker. Russell, look out. We need to rescue ourselves from that. <laughs> Uh, What's well, good in the mailbag this week, John? Oh fuck, you know uh, nothing. A really. lot of Sadeen questions. Yeah, we got. Yeah, we answered some of them during the Sadeen se- uh, section. But uh, first one comes in from Jacob New uh, at JK New. Uh, if cap space could be spent on non-players, what kind of things would Benning spend the fourteen million that the Sadeens take up once they come off the books? 
And I think I, I think I have the perfect answer to this. Um, I think uh, I think Jim Benning would uh, buy a blimp. Yeah, <laughs> he seems like the type of guy that'd be like, "Cool, blimps seem pretty cool." <laughs> blimp travel is going to make a big comeback. I tell you what, absolutely. That's a fun, uh, fun little trivia fact for you guys. The spire of the Empire State Building yeah. was built for docking blimps. Yeah, yeah. it was a uh, mooring for blimps. That's right, or as they called them. Airships. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna say he would buy just like he'd go to like a wholesale web. He'd go to like Alibaba.com and buy like 21 million dollars worth of those little sponge dinosaurs that grow slightly bigger. <laughs> yeah, definitely. You're <laughs> uh, gonna fill a swimming pool with like sea monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, in, in Jim Benning's defense, we did spend 15 minutes talking about how much cat yeah. litter needs to go no, in a sandbox. I know. I, know. I was going to say, <laughs> I love yeah, that. We were using math. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do love the idea, though, that Jim Benning just watched, like, Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow and is like, blimps are making yeah. a comeback. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> It's man. happening. Uh, so you know they filmed this entirely on a green screen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Several times. Oh, uh, but yes, no. Uh, oh, I don't know. Fourteen million dollars. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna uh, buy the world's largest turtle sandbox. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how much blimps cost. Ooh, blimps are not that expensive, actually. The top. Oh, okay. A top-notch helium ship costs about twelve million. But uh, I am reading an article from two thousand six that said blimps were about to make a comeback. <laughs> <laughs> Is it- <laughs> I also love the idea that, uh, that, that like, this it- is so great reading this article. It says the sub, the, the headline is the sub us $200,000 family aircraft the sky yacht. And, uh, it's, uh, it's just the whole article is about how you could, uh, how they think that that's, what's going to happen in the future. That screw cars. We're all just going to have personal blimps that only cost 200 K. Um, I also love the idea that Jim Benning like watched the opening and closing ceremonies of the Korean Olympics and is going to drop like fourteen million dollars on drones, like yes. colored light drones, and also like they're gonna in lieu of like mailing out season ticket packages next year, they're just going to attach each of them to a drone, fly it to your fly house directly to your house. It's like uh. <laughs> What's what was that ring at the doorbell? Oh, there's a there's a Vancouver Canucks drone at the door. Well, yeah, because like some of the smaller market teams will actually like send team players to oh, drop yeah, yeah. off season ticket packages. So you you'll see like Colorado <laughs> Avalanche, like whoa, Nathan McKinnon came to my house this morning. What happened for you guys? Well, I'm, I'm, like a drone. Yeah, came. I, like, I live right next door to the arena too. So I would love to just like look off of my patio one morning. Yeah. and like sixteen thousand drones just fly out of Rogers Arena. It's like the uh, to rise of the Valk- ride of the Valkyries. It's like the uh, seated Harry Potter with all the owls like coming to the tower. You just see all the drones <laughs> coming out of Rogers Arena. Uh, this next question, 200-point question, and he is now in second place alone with 700 points. It comes in from Dan, <laughs> and he asks, if you could send one text message to anyone in the world, who would it be, and what would you text? It can be Ooh. a message or an image. Ooh. I know, right? That's a big... Uh... God damn. I know. That's a really, really good question. Right? 
Um, well, I know what I would send. I just got to figure out who I would send it to. I would send the, the gif of Wolverine lifting up uh, a towel and revealing his gigantic flopping penis. Like, 100% that's what I'm sending. Okay. The question is, who would I send it to? Who would, who would result in the funniest possible reaction? Um, who would get the angriest about it? Uh, and I'm going to say um, uh, Sebastian Gorka. <laughs> who's like notorious for, for getting really, really pissed off online. And uh, if I had uh, a direct line to him and could send him the Wolverine flapping dick gif, I, I would do it. That's, okay. a, that's a great choice. Oh, this is such a large open-ended question. It's, I know, right? It's very difficult. Um, John, do you have an answer? I don't think I have. I know what like, I want to uh, send. I just don't know who I want to send. See, to. I don't feel like I have like a really great uh, philosophical answer to this. Steven. I think what I would do is I would send the Photoshop that Nick Myers made for me of me and Austin Matthews on that boat off the coast of Florida last year, and I would send it to Austin Matthews. I'd be like, "Hey, man, like it's destiny. We got <laughs> like let's hang out this summer. Like we're doing it." I mean, I'm I'm just like. I'm really like I'm only tying Jackson Playfer up to a chair and threatening his life away from getting Austin Matthews' phone number. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's not out of the realm it's of like, possibility. It's like that, for that me. scene in Casino Royale where uh, he just gets like thumped yeah. on a bottomless chair with exactly. like, a big rope exactly. with a knot on it. I just have to go to Halifax, <laughs> tie Jackson to a to a to bottomless a chair. chair with yeah. the bottom taken off of it. Yeah, exactly. And just be like, and then just you whip, know, whip his balls and ass with a big rope. You know why I'm here. <laughs> He'll be like, I thought this day would come. <laughs> okay, okay, I I have mine now. So it's, I'm sending it. I know exactly the time that I'm sending it. Also, I'm sending it on July 1st during free agent frenzy coverage, like the live spectacular TV special. Uh, I'm sending. Uh, to Darren Drager on TSN while they're doing like their insider panel while while all like the trade information is blowing up their phones. I'm sending Darren Drager the uh, pig poop balls uh, <laughs> photo. Nice. <laughs> on live television. That's solid. I, Darren Drager has blocked me on Twitter. So uh, I respect that move. Nice. How, yeah, did, you, the, how did that happen? Because uh, it was last year when he was trying to run Nylander out of Toronto. Oh yeah. He like he kept like he kept doing these radio hits where he was saying that the Leafs were going to trade Nylander, and I can't remember who was like, oh, they the big thing was they were going to trade Nylander to the Ducks for Brandon Montour. Of course, it was going to that, be to yeah. his cousins exactly, team. and that was the big thing. They're trading Nylander to the Ducks for Brandon Montour, and so I said, oh, it's nice to see that Darren Dreger's back on the I wish my cousin still worked for the Toronto Maple Leafs tour, or something <laughs> like that, and then he blocked me. And uh, to him I say, good riddance. Take poop balls to you, sir. Yes, exactly. Uh, well done. Okay, this uh, <laughs> the 300-point question. I think that Dan's question was maybe better, but in keeping with the theme of this episode, I feel like this is a suitable 300-point question. This episode is about pooping in a sandwich. Exactly. From Homer Sampson at Tankov, and he asks, uh, if you could poo in any receptacle, what would you choose? No. Uh, (laughs) If you had a twin, what career would you two do exclusively together, and how good would you be at it? 
And uh, I am going to... Now, I don't want this answer to sway people into thinking that I think that I am very attractive or or whatever, because I don't. Mm-hmm. But I think that I love the idea of ironically being like twin male models, okay. like subverting that idea of like, it's all oh, like, oh, the hot twins, you know, yeah, like yeah. even that they, I was reminded of the that Sedin at the Sedin commercial. commercial. Like, oh, guys, I got a Swedish twins. Um, kind of like subverting that idea. I, I got a toonie. Exactly. So it's like subverting that idea of like just me and my like shitty hipster twin, but we're like male. Like when your friend did the like doudoir thing that like yeah, went viral, yeah. it would be like that. But we would actually like people would really get on board with it and they would really like it. And we would like You'd launch some these. kind of like stand up comedy career after something like that. But that would be like we'd go viral by like mocking the twin thing. You could also do a bunch of photo shoots where. It's like pretend that you're looking in the mirror, right. but there's no actual glass there. So that like one of you is looking the other way or whatever. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I know yeah. what you're saying. There we go. You're picking up on it, but absolutely. <laughs> I'm coming up with the shoot right now. <laughs> and honestly, the shirt you're wearing does scream photographer. Absolutely. Right now. Does. He's wearing this like floral print shirt, like unbuttoned halfway down with a bit of his chest hair showing. And it's totally like... Okay, make love to the camera for me, This baby. is my bartending shirt. It does very, very well. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> well, um, <laughs> you do know, but not in the story we're going to tell on the air right now. Okay. <laughs> wow. Um, I've got, I've got an answer. Okay, go for it. I would be so I would, I would be like a like a camboy, like an online camboy, <laughs> and I would have it set up so um, it looked like um, there was like a mirror in the room. And, and everything I was doing was, like, mirrored by the mirror. And then I'd get I'd build, like, a big following, and then there'd be a big reveal where it's like, no, that was my twin brother the whole time. Like the prestige. Well, yeah, but, like, legitimately, all of a sudden, he's going he's gonna to w- do something different. And, like, like, we'll both be, like... And people will think it's magic. Yeah, so... Sorry, I stepped on you I saying that, that you'd be whacking off. <laughs> yeah, well, no, we're, we're camboys. It's like a... Yeah. So, but people would think it was just one guy who was like really into like he had like a you know a full length mirror or whatever. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, yeah, you guys know you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you guys know what I'm. You talking guys get it. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, everyone gets it. Yeah, who could who could not follow that? Yeah, this makes yeah. perfect sense to me. Uh, I'm gonna go with um, with pears ice dancing. Cause with yourself, yeah. Because obviously, like we got the there was a big hullabaloo about that brother sister sure. uh, ice dance tandem for the states. Yep, this Olympics, and of course, like the the big key to ice dance is like, will they? Won't they? Like you know, sure. uh, <laughs> romantic chemistry. Well, yeah, I'm gonna do that. Except it's just I'm gonna be dancing with uh, like genetic copy of myself. <laughs> And we're gonna be well. Is it gonna be a woman? <laughs> no, no. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's two, uh, it's two twin brother ice dancers. Okay. And there's the, there's no category oh, for that yet, so I guess we we'll have to make it. Hey, if the Olympics want to be progressive, they're if they want to be progressive, me. they will include us incestual <laughs> twin brothers and allow us to compete. Look, we're not incestuous. We just have a will they won't they chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Absolutely. Look, Stefan, it's not that's part of what ice dancing is. 
Like, that's what Tessa and Scott is all about, you know? You know of course, of we course. We want to believe that they're in love with each other, even though they're not. And of for course. this, people will want to believe that I'm in love with my own twin brother, but uh, I'm obviously not. I'm already wanting to believe it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we will go from there into everyone's favorite segment because it means we're on the home stretch. The cherry on top of our cynical Sunday, where we pick the things we like from the world at large. One good thing. If a lot of people love each other, the world would be a better place to live. Gentlemen, what do you like this week? <laughs> I like the. Uh, I'm gonna pick. Some, I'm gonna stick with a the theme. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pick the uh, Daniel Sedin between the legs goal against the Calgary Flames. Okay. Oh, yeah. Good choice. A good moment. Yeah, that's one of that's. I saw that live. That's the most insane goal I think I've ever seen live. That's that goal was sweet. fucking ridiculous. And like the between the legs part was obviously really nice, but I think the pass was actually somehow even nicer. He had a spinorama goal in that same game, right? Oh, he might have. I feel like that was he when did. they were like at their best. That was that was, that was yeah. one of their Art Ross seasons. That was Henrik's Art Ross season. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I feel like Daniel had two insane goals in the same game against Calgary. Yeah, you might be right. I think he may have had a spinorama goal that game. Both of them were just like insane. In keeping with the theme, where I do not care about the Sedins, <laughs> I will be choosing something different. Uh, I am going to be choosing a comedy special by Mark Forward, and it is called Mark Forward Presents Mark Forward. And uh, for those of you that don't know, Mark Forward is a very great Canadian comedian, one of my favorite comedians. And uh, he's a very uh, independent guy, uh, definitely uh, marches to the beat of his own drummer, and so he just decided to do a completely fully self-funded comedy special. And uh, it's uh, absolutely fantastic. I watched it this weekend with uh, my girlfriend and we both loved it. And uh, yeah, he's one of my favorite comedians working. So if you're an American listening to this and you like stand-up comedy, you probably haven't heard of Mark Forward. So you should check him out. Uh, you can find it. it's on Vimeo. It costs a dollar to watch it or $5 if you want to own it. It's on Vimeo. And uh, yeah, you can check it out. So just go to his Twitter at Mark Forward. So there's two, two D's. D's. Yep. And, uh, and check it out. He's uh, absolutely fantastic. So Very that's my recommendation. Uh, I'm going to stick with uh, the theme as Stefan did. And uh, my one good thing this week is uh, being uh, privileged to have witnessed the entire playing careers of Henrik and Daniel Sedin in one city. Uh, makes and, it about and, himself. And, and Classic. <laughs> Stefan, you went with like the iconic Daniel moment. I'm going to go with the iconic Henrik moment for okay. me anyways. Which is the, uh, it's it's a it's a goal in I think game four of the Western Conference Final against San Jose. Can I guess what it is? Yes, it's the pass between the legs. It is Henrik Sedin passing between Anti Niemi's five hole to yeah, find Alex insane. Burrows in the crease for an easy. They had tap eighteen in. points combined in that series, so I don't want to hear people say they don't perform in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, they were insane on that whole run, but especially in that series. And that goal, like, I've never seen anything like that, and I probably never will ever again see someone thread a perfectly placed pass directly through a goalie's five-hole 
to a guy on the other side. It was utterly yeah. insane. Uh, and I'm also grateful that they announced that they're retiring today just so that we can stop the fucking petty infighting on Team Tank. That well, I'm, I'm not going to stop that. Them, I, that I'm, some, so, I'm somehow... Uh, I've betrayed the tank by like not being <laughs> mad that the team is is winning by playing the kids. Like I, I didn't say I'm happy about it. I just said I don't care or that I'm yeah, not I'm, mad. I'm honestly kind of at that point too. Like it's so exhausting caring. So I'm just gonna <laughs> stop caring. I just literally cannot believe that I got called a Benning bro yesterday. Me, oh, yeah, but that was really funny. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I liked it. Anyways, uh, yeah, Henrik Sedin. What a fucking pair of beauties those two guys are. And, yeah, a couple of beauties, eh, buds? And I, no, I think there is something to the fact that, like, we got to see two players play their entire careers in one city, which, like, almost never happens. You know what I want to see um, in the last game of the season? I want to go to a shootout. Because, I correct me if I'm wrong, I don't think Henrik has ever scored in the shootout. Um, I have no idea. Probably right, yeah. I would love to see them score a shootout goal before the the, the season is out. Well, he's no, going to. That's my wish. He's making history this year already by being the only player ever in NHL history to score more than 50 points in a season or even more than 40 points in a season without having more than five goals. I love it. Well, he, he, I don't know. You never know. He could get a hat trick. That's true. But even in his final year, it looks like he's going to set like one final piece of NHL history as he heads out the door. And with that, that will do it for this week's episode. Our roommates have been Heather and Ben once again. Our producer, Daniel Cazetto, has been enjoying his uh, fine dinner this evening of vanilla Coke and bold barbecue Doritos. Hell yeah. To match his, of course, breakfast of champions, pep and shed, and a fucking <laughs> energy drink. Guy just buys all of his meals at gas stations. What can we say? Uh, but you could help him have the money to be able to afford to go to a restaurant or even an eatery of some kind by supporting the show over at patreon.com oh slash like like show. PSA or something. <laughs> We're $5 a month. That gets you access to, of course, all of our bonus content. Last month, we put out uh, a one-on-one -on -one interview that I was fortunate to do with uh, Nick Dyka from Arkells. We talked about the Blue Jays. We talked about uh, the allure of tanking across all sports. We talked about uh, a bunch of different stuff. It was a super fun conversation. I hope uh, people checked that out and enjoyed it. We also put out a uh, mailbag the other day. That was uh, pretty funny stuff as well. And we've got some more donor content coming your way this month. Stefan, you are going to be back in town for the draft lottery. So we're going exactly to be doing a video lottery. stream of that again this year. But that is available to everyone. That is not donor content. We're probably going to do some uh, sort of Canucks year in review special this month with some yeah. big time guests there. So look forward to that. And of course the mailbag is always good stuff as well. Uh, if you, that's, if you want to support the show, if you want to learn more about what you've just heard, you can head on over to realgoodshow.com where you can find the blog that has videos and photos of everything that we talk about each and every week. And you can do us a solid, of course, by heading on over to the iTunes store and rating and reviewing the program, giving us a little boost in their algorithms or just telling someone that the show exists and you like it and you think they will as well. Anything to plug, gentlemen, before we wrap up here? Um, uh, I've, got, uh, uh, <laughs> I've got Roast Battle coming up. Uh, the first one, uh, we've got a new host of Roast Battle. Cody Audette is taking over, and I'm everybody's favorite DJ, DJ Hate Crime. So I will be there uh, 
given playing everybody's entrance music. Uh, it's going to be really good. We've improved the format and we've got, we got a custom title belt made and we're going to have our first ever championship match this Wednesday. So the day that this episode comes out, if you're listening, uh, it's going to be Kyle bottom versus Stuart Jones should be great. That's at little mountain gallery, April 4th. And then we're doing it again on April 25th. If you can't make that one. So hopefully you can come to either one of those. Uh, and for Victoria listeners, I'm going to be at Heckler's celebrating the one year anniversary of my album on May 4th and 5th. At That's Heckler's. a great club for me. Yeah, awesome club. I've never yeah. been there. Really fun, really fun club to play. Staff is excellent. Uh, audiences are always excellent. So I'm really looking forward to it. So that's, that's what I've got going on. All right. I just wanted to give you that opportunity. Thank you, my I friend. Sometimes I forget. It's all good. I appreciate it. Thank Stephan, you. Anything going on, on your end that you can talk about yet? Um, tune into the Go Off Kings uh, next week. Uh, we've got we've got hopefully a, a good guest plan for that. Uh, I forget what day it is right now. It's the second, so whenever a week from Monday, second of April, twenty eighteen. So if you're listening to this, you know what? Fuck whatever. Just 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 watch Twitch.tv slash the Go Off Kings. We'll be on there for the draft lottery live stream. Um, yeah, that is where we, our, our real good show live stream is going to be this year. Yes. Yeah. Which I think will be, that'll be, uh, better than YouTube. I, I, I would imagine. Yeah. I'm sure all of your regular viewers will get to uh, tell John and I how much we suck live as we, uh, you know, no, they're, they're nice. We are, are, I think it's, it's a rare thing on Twitch uh, is that we have a very positive, um, just don't, just don't say deckle. I <laughs> hope, I hope they fucking, I hope they tell me that, that we suck. I, I welcome it. <laughs> right. I'm going to intentionally say Deckel as much as possible. I'm going to antagonize Excellent. everyone. <laughs> Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. Until next week, I'm Justin Morissette. Stefan Hatch. John Cullen. Be real. Be good. Be real good. Turtle Sandbox. God damn it. I, that, I thought for sure. I was thinking of saying Turtle Sandbox too, to be honest. But I was like, I should say Sadines. So. Well, you guys. Uh, I think that, that worked out though. I felt like I had to jump in on it, obviously. Because it was so obvious what it was going to be. I yeah. thought all three of us could say it together. Turtle Sandbox. <laughs> no, tur- I, I was... I, I thought was, that was very obvious. Point, I thought... Point. I was just trying was to read Stefan's mind, and I thought for sure he would say Turtle Sandbox. Okay. But no, so it was a coin flip. I, al- I almost said Turtle Sandbox. Right. I also almost said Poop Funeral, which, again, <laughs> that should be the name of the episode. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thanks, everyone, for tuning in. Yeah. And may your poos have great funerals. Send them off in style. And we got to thank some donors. So if you want to be thanked, stick around. Goodbye. No, wait. There's music to come. And then we say bye. Well, yeah. Goodbye. <laughs> no, no, Stephen, don't say bye yet. No. Okay. okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs> see you see guys later. Okay. Okay, Who bye. Does job inside the body? <laughs>
So uh, thank you to Doug Lorman, who uh, just upped his pledge from $5 to $10 and 69 cents. He is a wonderful. Thank you, Doug. He's a wonderful man. A great man. And thank you also to Eugene Chin. Uh, who edited uh, their pledge from $4 to $5.08. That is music to my ears, specifically sweet chin music to my ears. Sweet chin music is like a kick, though. You want to get kicked in the ear? It's like a kick to the mouth, right? Or the jaw? Yeah, but you said you wanted it. I think it's a kick to the chin, like it it says in the name. It is, but you said you wanted it to your ear. No, I said I was making a... Him, him, him yeah, raising he, his pledge is like music to my ears. Yeah, I know, but but you're but, saying it's, it's like, just a circuitous like, route to get to yeah, but you said it's like chin sweet music. chin music to yeah, your yeah, ears, yeah. which is a kick. So you want to? I just want. Did you guys ears. hear my Google Home going off there? I did. Yeah. What was, okay. What was it I'm saying? That was that was captured. Hey Google, uh, who, who are the Sedin twins? According to Wikipedia, Daniel Sedin, Daniel Ham Sedin, is a Swedish all right close enough yep yeah pretty good according to wikipedia i always love it when definitions begin with that <laughs> me too anyway now we can say bye okay hi guys <laughs> bye hello yeah. bye Come hello. On. <laughs> bye Shut the fuck up there. Someone else. Las Vegas odds say he won't hit one more time, and he doesn't. Thanks, Batman. Billy Reed. Watch it, you fucking asshole. Fuck! He's named after Raekwon the chef, the guy from Wu-Tang Clan. You have some problems, you go emergency toilet for five minutes, you're, and then you say, and you, then you hit let, and you don't say sorry, you think you're a good kid. I ain't getting this one, boys. <laughs> We're going to give them two minutes to think about what they've done.